Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Yoo-hoo! Episode 42! Oh my god. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoob Believers, and welcome to another episode of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur with me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Coming at you at whatever device you happen to be listening on. All right, so today is just amazing. Today is going to be a Where the Heck Are They Now episode. That's right. We're going way back to one of our last interviews. We are talking to J. Robert Parker of Twin Ravens Hypnotherapy. Uh, he is actually my second most downloaded uh, episode, and I'm really glad to have him back. So I'm going to get right into the interview here, and we're going to talk to Jay Robert Parker of Twin Ravens Hypnotherapy. Salutations, school believers, and we are here again with our next entrepreneur, but this isn't just any entrepreneur. No, we are actually doing a follow-up episode of What the Heck Are They Doing Now? Right now, we are with J. Robert Parker. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, how are you? It's, it, you look great. It's been awesome to, to see your progression and everything, but I do have a serious, serious question to ask you. What's that? Are you still a school believer? Of course. That's why I'm back. All right. Thank you for continuing to be a, a school believer there. So 
Uh, just in case nobody caught your last episode with me, go ahead and explain mm-hmm. a little bit about who you are and what your entrepreneur adventure is. Okay. My name is Jay Robert Parker. I am uh, a certified hypnotherapist. I believe that title's changed since we spoke last. And I am the director of an organization called Twin Ravens Hypnotherapy and Research, LLC. And as you would imagine, I am a clinical hypnotherapist. I do one-on-one sessions, teach classes, do lectures, all manner of everything. I think I've told you this before, but the the first interview that your listeners can go back and see was actually the first interview I had ever done. So uh, here here I am at the under, other end of that. I don't really do interviews that much anymore. So it, I don't even know how long it's been. It has to have been over a year at this point. It's been but just about a year. Yeah. <laughs> but you have guested on uh, some other podcasts right after mine. And oh, it's many. And it's nice to see you come around back to me again and, and you know, to see Absolutely. how things went. Absolutely. It's nice to do the same with you. Come back around, see how things have, have grown and developed with you. It's, it's that neat thing that you get to do when the people you know are in business for themselves. You get to year for year, see how those people have grown. That's one of the best parts of it. Yeah, I like kind of taking the... Uh, the journey and watching people's heroes journey and see where they've come out of uh, over some time. So So in the, in the, I know it's been just about a year, but in that year that we've kind of, you know, we've been uh, experienced our entrepreneur adventure. Have you had any serious pitfalls or problems that you've come across in that new year that, uh, that you've experienced? You know, this is absolutely wild because I've I've owned businesses before. Uh and honestly, looking back over this past year, no, there have not been any major pitfalls against all reason and knock on wood. <laughs> this has been the smoothest operating business that I've ever ever had taken a part in. And a lot of that is the the nature of I don't have a boss. <laughs> that's 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 nice. And I don't have a I don't have overhead. As a hypnotherapist, my overheads like my monthly fees to maintain the the remote infrastructure that I use to run my sessions. So I have very very little overhead which is something i'm not terribly used to and i even come from low overhead like careers and this is none almost and over this past year i i can truly say that i have helped people that i have possibly changed a couple of people's lives and that's not something that i was kind of in the business of doing before. And that has kind of been one of the things that I think has made it kind of free of pitfalls because what pitfalls could exist? I'm I'm doing something that I feel like is my calling. I am making very good money doing it. And I I can't help but feel like a year later, that that my enthusiasm 
and my passion for what I do has contributed to that success and the ease of of doing that, of doing this for a living. So yeah, it's weird. You would expect there to be something within a year of operation, but everything's pretty much been going smooth. Had my internet go out a couple of times, but that's not exactly what I call a pitfall. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty normal, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, that's great. You know, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that you're doing something that's in your zone of genius that you really love to do. Mm -hmm. Even if you had a pitfall or problem, you probably didn't feel like it was because it's just part of the, what you do. That's so, the thing. Even if, even if there was one, I don't, I'm looking back over the past year and I can't possibly think of one. So there might have been one. <laughs> I don't know. It obviously wasn't big enough to blip the radar, but. It, you're absolutely right like when you're that engaged with what you're doing the, the pitfalls really aren't noticed that much they just kind of glide over them yeah. exactly exactly um it's nice to know that you've changed lives even a little bit that's kind of what i'm trying to do as well on my side since i'm starting to get into coaching a little bit mm -hmm. it's a great absolutely. feeling to it's a great feeling to be able to say something to somebody and they go oh yeah and they kind of have that aha moment and that feeling mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you helped them along with that. So that's awesome. And, and I'm really glad you yeah. haven't had too many problems or pitfalls. Absolutely. All right. And I know that exact moment that you're, you're talking about. I, I gave a lecture in person, which is something I've only recently started doing uh, yesterday, actually. Wow. And I even remember telling my partner, like, there's one person there I know I got to. I saw that look on their face, that that dawning that I had put into words something that they were trying to figure out. And that's kind of become my main drive is seeing that that moment in people, not that you 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 necessarily have done anything for them, just that you've given them the the tools or the words or the push to get them into that moment of realization and get their own ball rolling because coaches and therapists and all of that, we're not holding anyone's hand. It's all you. Mm -hmm. You're, you're doing work. You just didn't realize you could or how to do it or where to begin. And that's why we exist. Exactly. Damn. And sometimes you just need our permission. Yeah. And that's Need that's been kind of the weirdest thing. When I come across someone, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Go do that. And I was like, why haven't I done that before? Maybe you just needed to know somebody who said it was okay to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – it's it's one of those things that it seems so simple and like that can't possibly be the answer. It, it can't possibly be that small of a thing, but it often is. Of all of the answers that I have found that have spawned more questions – over this past year, it, that's that's really one of the the most significant. That's awesome. I'm I'm really glad to hear all that. That's it's great to be able to help other people. So, um, in the time that we've spent, you know, in between interviews, mm -hmm. has there been one really good memorable experience that you've had that you can share with us? Oh man, there's been many. 
uh, uh, top three, whatever, or whatever, you know, just what you could. What you so could. <laughs> the, the one that I really go to and the one, and this is a fun one. Cause it's what made me realize like, man, I'm good at this. Like, not just like I can do this for a living, but like, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. So shortly after I did an interview with you, um, I got on another podcast called the WTF podcast standing for what the fear and it long story short, it was a podcast run by two circus clowns or a circus clown in a Shriner something like that. But either way, two clowns and their premise was they had a new guest on every episode with a different fear and a new expert on every episode who worked with fear. And I was the expert this episode. And my guy was a still active German special forces operative with a fear of heights. Uh, a literal spy, a, a, a literal German spy. Wow. And I I had never met this man before. They just kind of gave me the rundown of who he was, what his fear was, what the conditions of the interview were, because it wasn't a normal interview, which no pressure on my part or anything. <laughs> uh, and so we get on the episode and this is on my website for anyone listening to go check out. I keep all of my interviews on my website. Uh, and I meet the guy. He's this real cool guy. And we start recording pretty immediately. And him and the host talk. He kind of gives a background as to what his problem was. Uh, he's had a fear of heights ever since he was 17 years old. And he did his first training jump. And uh, just utterly terrified ever since then. And so... I'm kind of make a couple of notes. I could probably still find them if I dug around. Uh, this on what I heard the guy say, some questions I wanted to ask him, same as I would anyone else. And I talked to the guy for about five minutes, and one of the hosts is like, so you think you could do something about it? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, could you transfer him right now? And previous to this, I'd only worked in a clinical setting with all of the pre-frames and setups and testing and all of that. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do this thing. I had a pretty good idea of his suggestibility. And I proceed to take this man under faster and deeper than anyone else I had worked with at that point. We walk through the memory. We eventually learn through something he recalled, just walking him through the memory, which was fascinating to see everything like go across his face, which unfortunately there is no video of that for obvious reasons, but I could see him. Mm -hmm. And we come to learn that he remembered something that he had forgotten for decades because he was, I believe, in his 40s at that point. And that was that the kid before him that 
jumped, got pushed out, and screamed in terror as he went. Before he had time to process that terror, he got kicked out. And so for decades, he misinterpreted that fear as his own. And after my very brief session with him, this guy went and hung off a balcony, like brought his camera with him. was like, hey, look at this. Hung one-armed off a balcony. Terrified the crap out of me. But he's like, I feel great. I feel fine. <laughs> and so within months of starting my career, I take somebody government trained to resist any attempt to, to get into their head and set some kind of personal record and how fast I get him under and immediately solve his problem. And that made me realize like, maybe this isn't something I can just do. Maybe this is something I have a legitimate talent and gift for. And that's, that's really how I feel on the other end of that. I've done a lot of things that I enjoyed for, for a living. They were fun. I've had a lot of neat jobs, but this, this is the first time that I've ever woke up like excited to do my job and feeling like I have beyond a talent because I've, there's been plenty of things that I've had talent in. I feel like I have a gift at doing this. I feel like I I am naturally more capable at this than, than most people. And I feel like my clients would agree because I've walked some people through some very serious things and brought about some very substantial change. And one of the things that's interesting, and I guess this kind of counts, even though there's not one specific event, but really something that I came to learn doing this. And that's how much you learn from your clients, how much you grow with your clients, that it's not just you. It's not a one-sided relationship. Like you, you grow and you heal as you help this person grow. And that was unexpected to me that, that I developed this, I hesitate to say it because it could be misinterpreted, but whatever. I developed this love for my clients. Like they are important to me. I, I, I can legitimately say, and this might be bad down the line, but I, I legitimately feel for my clients. Every single person that works with me that has come to me for help. I think about them. I I have genuine care for them. And that's an that's a benefit I I never thought would happen. And I feel like that that reflects in the work that I do. And that's why I can get such amazing results with the people that I work with. Because I care. I legitimately care. And I think that brings something actually special to what I do. I care and I truly have a passion for what I do. And I think those come together to really be able to help people all the better. So, no, absolutely. 
That's a fantastic story. I really appreciate you going through all that and telling this amazing story about how you, you put this person under to have them face their fear and realize that it was just a fear. It's nothing that really was bothered. You know I mean? It mm-hmm. wasn't like a saber tooth tiger even, going out. Wasn't even their fear. Fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, it's nice to know that you, when you work in your zone of genius like you are right now, that you can affect so many great things for other people. And yeah. – and and you're so deep into your zone of genius, you, you have a talent for what you're doing. And I and anybody that could experience that being that deep in their zone of genius will experience something similar to what you're experiencing now in your entrepreneur adventure. Mm-hmm. And we all learn from the people that we talk to. Like you saying you learn from your clients. I learn from the people that I talk to on uh, my podcast. And I've learned so much over this amount of time uh, from the people. And from my followers and anybody else that contacts me, I always learn something from somebody whenever I contact with them. And there's no problem loving your community. You've got to love your community if you're going to build up your community. And you will always have that special spot for them where you always think about what this person said or what that person said and take it upon yourself to really incorporate it into your life's work. So there's nothing wrong with loving your community. I think it's a fantastic thing. Absolutely. And it's just, and that's, that's the thing. It's not any type of romantic love. It's, it's this, I don't know. It's really a love that I've not felt before, or I really did this. It's, it's a concern at the well being of somebody like true concern. Like I, I truly care about this person's well-being about their happiness about their progress and and seeing that and seeing that progress and seeing people grow like i've at this point i've had a handful of clients that have been with me that entire year and the the level of growth that i've seen is absolutely amazing that and I've even talked to them about it, about, man, do you, do you remember when we started talking? Do you remember where you were in life and the way you thought and what you thought was in your future? And look at where you are now and look at what you've done and look at how you think now. And this is just a year. And I kind of have to remind myself of that as well, that. Over this past year, I have gone incredibly far that in the same way that I've helped people go that far, I myself have done that. And in a way, it's just sharing growth with others. It's sharing what you have. And that's most almost any entrepreneurial experience is going to be that it's sharing what you have, what you have to offer. And that's different for everybody. Not everyone has the same things to offer, but it's always offering something that's part of being an entrepreneur. If you did not have anything to offer, you're not in business. <laughs> you're not you're not doing anything. So exactly. And you know, a lot of um a lot of people that are like us as entrepreneurs, we're not in it for the money so much. You know, and that's the thing too. When we can have 
these types of relationships, that's what's important to us. The money is kind of a second, you know, it's kind of like yeah. a perk. It's not really that important to us. If it but, was important, I would charge triple what I do now because I have peers that do. And I, I specifically tell people because I've had the comment, like, your prices are pretty reasonable. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's because the people that I get to work with, like, yeah, I could charge $500 an hour and work with the, the upper echelon of clients. I want that. I want to work with, with line cooks, with, with everyday people, with, with your average person who doesn't have access to $500 help. And so I keep my prices lower. And to a point that I'm still making good money. I'm still paying all of my bills. I'll even adjust my prices. Like if I talk to somebody and I truly feel like I can help this person, but I am just slightly out of their price range, I'll put myself in their price range just because what was my boss going to get pissed at me? Like, <laughs> And and that's what I tell them, like, because they're like, "Oh, you don't have to do that. I want to get you in trouble. In trouble with who? Right? Like, this is this is my show. <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble. I promise. Yeah. But and that's the neat part too is I I get to accommodate people with with a need, and that's really what I'm interested in. Like, what change do you need? And money shouldn't be an issue. And yeah, it is. And that's just the fact of life. But I try to make it less of an issue because I can still make good money and not gouge people. Yeah, I could make amazing money and gouge people, but that's not who I am. And that's not who who I put myself out there as not who I like, what I believe in ideally. Like that's just not, it's not me. So there's a lot to be said about being content with, with what you're able to provide and not just let your greed get a hold of you. I, because I realized that and I hate to say this and I hope they're not listening to this, but talking to a group of peers and everyone's like, I charge this many, several hundred dollars an hour, this many, several hundred dollars an hour. And I'm like, I charge about 150, 200. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's adjusted for inflation. I used to charge less. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, why not? I, I live in rural Arkansas. I'm happy here. I I get to live in my little little hobbit hole for all intents. <laughs> so I don't need a lot. But what satisfaction, what what the value that I truly get from what I provide is that satisfaction. It's knowing that I helped people. It's knowing that I made a difference. Because that's one of the things that I constantly harp on people about. It's there's no effort too small. There's there's no because how many times have we written off doing something? That's eh, just not enough. That's too small. That's not going to make a difference. And like everything does. Any small positive effort makes a difference. And I constantly drill that in to all of my clients is 
everything makes a difference. And to at the end of the day, know that I made a difference, not just like, oh, I'm telling myself I made a difference, but like, I, I know. I objectively know that I made a difference in in someone's life, in someone's situation, in the environment that they live in, and that 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 goes to more than just that person. Because when you help somebody, when you give them that moment, you don't just help them. You help every single person in their life. Because if you're having a crappy day, how does everyone around you feel? Probably not good because you're acting like an idiot because you're having a crappy day. But if you have that positive charge, if you finally have some answers, some direction, some path, that that joy is going to spread to everyone around you in the exact same way. So it's you can do more than tell yourself you're helping someone. You're helping a lot of someone's, a lot of someone's whose names you'll never know and you'll never know about. But. For every one person you help, there are untold numbers of people that whose day or life is made better by that. And that's one of those things that that really keeps me going. Because I don't feel like I wake up and have difficult days anymore. There's not days that I wake up and I'm like, God, I do not want to work. That just doesn't really happen. There's days that I don't feel like working i do less work but i'm always there for my clients doesn't matter what else i don't care if i've got to climb up out of being bed for being sick i'll be there for my client i'll put myself together for that hour and make sure that person gets help exactly i might immediately fall asleep afterwards (laughs) and if this sounds specific it's totally not because i've done this before oh no but (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's really nice that you you really have a great authentic self-feel i mean you know who you are and what you're doing Mm -hmm. and why you do what you do and i think that has a lot to do with you know why you love doing what you do so much so and i really think too is if Mm -hmm. you were to actually even charge more i don't think you'd be happy i think you'd you wouldn't be as happy as you are right now if you charged more because you're not like i we said before you're not in it for the money you're in it for the, the helping of the other people yeah, so. absolutely. All right. So I'm going to transition to another question here. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, on a personal level, I mean, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but if, on a personal level, what changes have you seen in yourself since the last time we talked? I feel like I have become much more understanding of a person uh in general because when you get to know people on that level of of the core drives the reasons for for their behavior for your own behavior it gets really difficult to judge people and it gets really difficult to to write people off so one of the things that I've really noticed personally is that I have a lot more compassion for for what's going on around me. And I'd always had a concern 
I guess, but there's a difference between concern and compassion. And part of that compassion is actually keeping it in my mind of what can I do to change it? What can I do to affect it? Like, how can I help, basically? And it's 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 very different than what I'm used to because I'm I've always been kind of detached from it. I uh and then it's it, it's not saying not to make it sound like I've I've been doing this job just completely emotionally detached. Uh that's not the case at all. But there has been kind of an extreme compassion that that has come into play like if if i see somebody i don't know for example if i if i see somebody screaming on the side of the road like half naked and obviously just flipped out on something before i i would think judgmentally about that person and who they were now I look at that person, I feel immediate concern and frustration because this person needs help. And this person is like this because they have not been able to receive help. And it makes me view that very differently. It makes me, I view a lot of things about people differently, myself included about how we think about why we think that way i i don't want to say i've gone away from hypnotherapy but i have begun leaning less on hypnosis as my primary tool and in the past year i've studied a lot of different types of therapy because my thought was as i began working is i i know a lot about the hypno in a good amount about, about the therapy, but I'd like to know more about the therapy and different perspectives of it. And I've found in that time some some very fascinating schools of therapy that I've I've studied and integrated into my work <laughs> and found uh incredible results just from integrating those new perspectives. And it's at the point now that Every every movie that I watch, every book that I read, every story that I hear, I'm I'm always thinking of how can I relate this to my clients? What does this mean metaphorically? In a way, it's kind of spoiled some things for me, but <laughs> it's it's given me a new lens to to look at life and professionally. I feel like it has has greatly improved my work, stepping kind of beyond my initial training into something more. That because I saw a lot of my peers after they graduated going and getting more training in hypnotherapy, and I'm that was weird to me. So I'm like, I'm already a hypnotherapist. I have a diploma. Like I put in eight hundred hours learning how to be a hypnotherapist so why not go learn more 
so since then I've studied on NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy, gestalt therapy, existential therapy, uh, systems thinking. I don't even know. I'm pretty much always in school for for one thing or another because one of my favorite parts of this work is let's say I take a class and I learn something and I'm just like, that's the coolest thing. That is the neatest idea. I love it. I can immediately turn around and work with a client with that idea. Take this thing that's so amazing to me and immediately share it and use it to help somebody. And I, that's one of the, that's pretty much why I stay in school because it constantly keeps things fresh for me because I got a bit of the ADD. I get bored and <laughs> having having that that constantly keeping things fresh keeps me stimulated it keeps things new for my clients and that's the that's the most important thing my my clients always feel like things are not getting stagnant that we're always doing something new always moving forward no matter if you've worked with me for a month or for a year or two or three things were always new. We're not just spinning around in circles, doing the same things, talking about the same things. Because my big goal that I realized this year professionally is kind of, I guess it would be my my private mission statement, less so than my public mission statement just kind of what your business means to you. And so for most of my life, I didn't get help. I didn't go to therapy. I didn't do any of that thing because I didn't feel like anyone spoke to me or heard me or anything like that and suffered for it greatly. And so I've decided that that my goal, my, my mission, so to speak, is to be that person, be the person that I needed for all those years. And that if I could do that, if I can be that, then for one, I fulfill something needed in myself. But I also speak to people who would never previously have gotten help. I have a good amount of clients that they hate therapists and therapy. They'll talk to me and they'll see progress with me because of that relationship, because of that love and that concern. And the fact that I always keep that in my mind, that my, my private professional goal is to, to be the, the help that I never got. That I could never find because I wasn't I wasn't beyond help when I was younger. No one's ever beyond help. There was just not the voice to speak to me. And the only way to get that voice was to be that voice. So that's kind of one of those things that drives me in, in doing this work. So roundabout answer, but <laughs> No, I mean, you're basically fulfilling your own need. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's really what that boils down to. So it's like yeah. if I can't find it, I'll be that per I'll be that person that I needed because you know what? There's gonna yeah. be other people out there that are I wasn't the, the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. it makes perfect sense. You know, and yeah. and you always you know, us entrepreneurs we're always learning, constant learning. I call that what you're doing there on time learning. When you feel you come across something, yep. you want to do it, you learn about it. You know, so <laughs> just the consistent learning, figuring things out. Keep you know keeping that uh, constant and having that personal goal for yourself, not just for your business, but for your personal self. You know, keeps you driving, keeps you moving forward. So that's some great stuff. Absolutely, and people people like to try to separate those those two and say, "Oh, it's just business; it's not personal." Nope, <laughs> you don't get to make that distinction. Nobody does. Is it you? Is it you doing it? It doesn't matter what uniform you're wearing, what if you're making money or not. You don't get to write something off as, oh, that's only business. Your business is you. They are not separable. You yourself, your capital S self is inseparable from your environment. And part of your environment is your work. Doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur doesn't matter if you're slinging burgers that is your environment it is part of you and your mental health and your sense of self so that's that's because i always try to make that distinction the oh i'm fine my business life sucks or my professional life sucks but i'm okay that's all part of the same thing and that's that's you you used one of my favorite words earlier. It's authenticity. Yes, and uh, that uh, existential therapy that I got into is very big on the authentic self and and being authentic to yourself and what that means and how important that is and about how and there's some sometimes in something I've learned kind of makes me feel called out. And this is one of those times that the majority of our negative behavior, if not all of our negative behavior, comes from us acting inauthentically and struggling with that. And yeah, yeah, that really hit home with me. And I really feel like part of the reason I'm not struggling now is because I, I am taking a lot of efforts to live authentically, to be authentic, not, not with others, because that's not authentic. To be authentic with myself and have that authenticity of self simply bleed into my dealings with others. Because you can't be authentic with everyone else and lie to yourself. And that's not the way that works. You can't do that. I thought you could for many years. <laughs> Turns out you can't. So, yeah. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much for all that. Absolutely. All right. So this is, I really think this is going to be a very interesting question, um, okay. especially for you because of what you do. So it's a little thought experience. I like to do mm -hmm. when, when I catch up with my uh, interviewees. If we had a time machine and we go back to our first interview, what would you tell yourself then that you know now? What's the, what's the couple of uh, 
like words of advice you would give yourself then to help you for now? I mean, that's easy because it's words of advice. I still have to give myself. (laughs) Uh, And it's something that I didn't even realize until I spoke to my mentor at length about it. And that's you're doing fine. You are as far ahead as you need to be. I went so much of that first year thinking I needed to be further ahead than I was, that I needed to hit some milestone that was undefined in my head. And I got asked the question by my hypnotherapist, because I have my own, I have a couple, uh, what if you hit a milestone? What, what What is the level that you would feel like you were doing enough? And I couldn't answer that. And my mentor asked me how long I've been, been doing that. How long I've been working as a hypnotherapist full time. And I was like, at that point, I was at almost six months. And he's like, do you realize where everyone else in your class is after six months? And I was like, not really. I talked to like three people from class. Like, (laughs) I'm not the social one. And he's like, I was nowhere in six months. I was still trying to figure out what I was going to name my practice. And you're telling me you have a full client list that you're doing this full time, that you're paying all your bills. And he told me, he's like, it takes some people years before they could pay all of their bills with this, before they can sustain themselves with this. And you're talking to me in six months saying that you have all of this and you don't feel like you're far enough. It made me really rethink things and the way that I was treating myself about the issue. And now I don't let that get to me. Now I don't obsess over how far I've come or how far I need to go because in, in, as with business, as with personal life, as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, even if just a little bit, as long as that foot goes in front of the other one, still moving forward. And at this time next year, things will be even better. So not to let myself rush something that I had already successfully rushed. (laughs) That, that was kind of the interesting thing about it all is I felt like I had this obligation to be further than I was to be further ahead in the race. And I was already miles ahead of everyone else running that same race turning it on myself thinking that I wasn't doing enough and realizing that I had to give myself that, that permission to realize that you've done enough and more and to give myself that recognition that, yeah, you've done significant things and have come in or, or will come in the year to come further than most of the people that you know will go in five years and knowing that and accepting that's done a lot to to not 
beating the crap out of myself on daily basis that I haven't met some arbitrary line or even worse, some unobtainable line because I've met plenty of people. I've worked with plenty of people because I, I run courses for entrepreneurs and businesses now that the lines that they set for themselves are just, you're never going to make that, bud. I know you want to make a million dollars, but like you started drop shipping two months ago. <laughs> You're not going to do that. Yeah. And it's cool to, to have high goals and all, but like there's a whole thing I have on goal setting and what that means, <laughs> but that is literally a class into itself. We'll, we'll step into that some other time. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, when you have that self expectation of aiming so high that you're you're really going along there and you just you know I want to be ahead of everybody but you're so far ahead already i mean having that how self- much further ahead do you need to get yeah you really need so to how sit- much of a lead do you need before you're comfortable <laughs> you really need to sit down and kind of manifest that in yourself so you know where that goal is that's that way, as time goes on, you know you're hitting things, and having yeah. a a good self expectation that's healthy. Yeah, and, and instead of exactly. having so you know that, yeah, that's just amazing. And I'm glad you went through that. I thank you for that. Actually, hits a lot of home for me too because I think good. a lot of that uh, I'm having kind of an issue with that as well too. Where I like I want to. I think ahead. pretty much everyone yeah. trying to build their own thing has that problem because there's no one telling you your progress. There's no one telling you the benchmarks you need to be making because there's not really any benchmarks. So yeah, it's, it's something that a lot of people I've met in business struggle with because we, we, we take that, that drive and make it something unhealthy. That thing that should exist that to, to make us be better and do better in a healthy way. And we turn it up a little higher than it needs to go. And now all of a sudden we are not being kind to ourselves and just then going to actively start hurting our progress. Right. So you don't want to be so hard on yourself. That's actually something I mentioned uh, on one of my other follow-ups. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And recognize how far you've come. It doesn't matter if you're not at the finish line. Like you just started the race. Like be be hard on yourself in 20 or 30 years if you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you're where you should be. But if you just started, give yourself the credit for that, for even being there. Like, cause because taking your own financial security into your own hands your own future is substantial no matter what and it's a long long race and you don't need to burn yourself out early because being an entrepreneur isn't something that you can do for two three years and retire like you're you're probably gonna work longer than most people you're gonna work a little harder but you're going to work for yourself and you're going to make your own money 
and you're going to finish all of your own goals. But there's no need to make your boss an asshole. Right. <laughs> Basically, yeah, like that's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you really don't like you don't don't get rid of a boss and the whole concept of it just to be your own crappy boss. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's that's good. Um good advice. That's really good advice. Yep. Thank you for going over that. All right. So do you remember what your goals were that we set for you when we last talked? Do you remember that at all? God, no. <laughs> what were they? So you, you I remember down. I, I, I don't have it written down, but I kind of remember it because I listened to you a lot. You're actually my okay. second largest download. To, uh, awesome. So that's cool. Um, it was to have a full client list, which sounds like you did. Uh-huh. And um, – and just to progress and learn, which you mm-hmm. definitely did. So I'm going to absolutely did. hit all your all your goals that we last talked. Yeah. So congratulations. Now, <laughs> I don't know if I call my client list full. Uh-huh. I am still taking new clients, but I I am I, I am better off than I was a year ago in terms of my client list <laughs> and my my weekly averages for sure. So yeah. Um, I do remember that, and I remember when I said the wanting to learn and grow was when I first kind of had the idea of branching out into other types of therapy and other schools of learning and things like that. So, yeah, I I definitely did that, and uh, to judge by my, my learning schedule, intend to keep doing that well into the future. There's always more interesting things to learn. That's right. Just like we talked about before, constant learning, always learning something, yep. something different to, to, add to our repertoire, right? Yeah. All right. Always. <laughs> so what we're going to do here with you now is I would like to know in a year from now, where do you think you'd like to see your business and where you, where you stand as far as your entrepreneur adventure? So a year from now, I would like to actually be traveling for work to to some extent i uh i would like to start doing more like more lectures teaching more classes uh i actually do have some classes that i run now as i said or i mentioned a couple times uh i've run classes for uh corporate leadership teams for students i've given lectures at all manner of places and been been paid well for it. But I would like to, to progress with that. Now that I can travel, I would like to to go different places and actually be be paid to be able to travel and go other places. I've never really got to travel for business necessarily. That's never been a thing I've been able to do. And I think that would be very interesting to be able to go to various places. One of my goals is to uh, find a, a corporate contract to be able to run like wellness courses for, I don't know, I'll say Disney, if anyone's listening from Disney, <laughs> but not necessarily, but 
some place that I could I can be paid for my time to go travel to go do the the away from the office thing because I could still run clients away from the office but traveling and I even have a little post-it note on my monitor as like a reminder of what I'm trying to do but and of course more clients always until until I'm having to deny people from or put them on a waiting list or something like that, which I haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> I I don't have enough clients. So if anyone's listening, uh, feel free hit me up. <laughs> I'm still taking clients as of this recording. All right, but yeah, that's that. That's what I would say is my main goal. So follow traveling, follow up money, question. being able to get those experiences. Yeah, teach because I've discovered I love teaching and lecturing. All right. Uh, Follow-up question. If you had could choose to travel anywhere to do what you do, where mm-hmm. would you want to go? Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, would you go to like... I'm trying to think because there's, there's places I'd like to go, but they're all the most random of places. Uh, God, I've never really, and see, that's the funny thing. And I guess that kind of goes into a little bit of how I think, uh, it, it's less aware and more just doing it Mm -hmm. like the, the process of, of getting on a plane with my business stuff and traveling to another city state country wherever mm-hmm. to to present what i have like never in that thinking did aware come into play <laughs> and so i guess that that says a lot about where i'm coming at with this is like i'm i'm not sitting here thinking like oh i'd really like to go to ireland for business or something like that i'm just kind of anywhere yeah. Put me on a plane, fly me somewhere, <laughs> put me in a hotel, let me teach classes. Like I I don't care where. So right, long yeah. as it's me doing this, doing what I love and getting the opportunity to travel, because I just like flying in planes, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's what it just seems like one of those enjoyable experiences, something that would be neat and knowing that. I've been paid to to travel somewhere to speak to to pass on my knowledge. This is gonna be fun. Oh, it's like like I said, I've got my bills covered. So at this point, I'm just doing everything I want to do because for the joy of doing it. So why not? There you go. All right. So uh, we're gonna go get back to you in about a year. Awesome. And see if you've hit those goals. I want to hear about the places you've been. Hopefully, <laughs> and if and if anyone listening right now like has like a corporation that they want to teach some classes on, maybe has some uh, HR money to to hire some people, you know how to get me. <laughs> well, why don't you give us that? Right, why don't you give us that right now? Give us your contact. How oh, yeah, we get yeah, hold yeah. if we want to do that? So the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my website. It's www.twinravens.org. Uh, it's got all of my contact information on it. It's got ways to set a consultation with me. 
Uh, otherwise, I encourage anyone to reach out to me via email as well. It's very easy. It's just jparker at twinravens.org. Same as the website. And yeah, any any questions about anything I've said, any interest in working with me, any any experiences you wanted to share. Anyone listening, don't hesitate to to reach out to me. I always love to hear from people, and I answer as quickly as I'm able to. There you go. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, J. Robert Parker, ladies and gentlemen, on the Undiscovered Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, Scoob Believers. Back. All right. All right, Scoob Believers. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the wrap-up. Have a good evening. <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, that was J. Robert Parker. Man, it was so good to see him again and see how far he's come along in the last year or so. And I could really tell in his voice how much he's, I don't want to say like changed, but how he's actually improved his tenacity and how more comfortable he is actually talking on the camera and that kind of thing. I could really hear it in his voice. And it was so awesome to hear that he hasn't really had any pitfalls or problems between then and now. And I really think that's because he is truly, truly working in his zone of genius. You will, If you're really, truly in your zone of genius, you won't even feel that you're having pitfalls. It'll just kind of float off your back because it feels like it's just part of the process. So when you're working that deeply in your zone of genius, problems don't really seem like problems. And that's when you know you're working in your zone of genius. And I see now that he's actually changed a little bit and his perception of what he's actually doing, because he's not just doing hypnotherapy anymore, but he's actually teaching people how to do hypnotherapy and different kinds of things that he's doing to increase his visibility and more of what he is. And I just can't wait to see what he's doing in the next year or so. It's going to be amazing just to follow him and see what his hero's journey is going to be about. Now, if you just happen to have some kind of advice you'd like to give uh, J. Robert Parker, uh, go ahead and comment somewhere, whether it be on my Twitter or uh, in the show notes or anything like that that you can. Uh, give advice. I want you to give advice to any of my uh, entrepreneurs that come on my podcast. Send them anywhere that you can. <laughs> anywhere that you comment, do it. If you're here watching on YouTube, comment in the comments, I guess you could say. If there's something you think, any kind of advice you can give to any of my entrepreneurs out there. And here's some more updates about me. Um, the podcast is doing really, really well. I'm really surprised how far we've come in this short amount of time. It's only been a little over a year. I'm actually seeing numbers grow. I'm actually talking to people now a little more often, and I'm actually starting to see some comments. So please, comments, uh, five stars, anything you can do to help me along so I can reach more school believers out there. Also, uh, I've been starting a community uh, inside of Numospect. And you'll probably hear a little blurb about it somewhere at the beginning of this and from here on out probably about how you could join me in Numospect in the Creator Lab. So just in case you missed it, you could catch it at tuepodcast.net backslash lab. Join me in the Creator Lab. I have started doing some special events in there. So if you'd like to join me on these special events, join me in the Creator Lab. And look at what we're doing in there. I'm helping as many people as I can while I'm in there. 
If you use that affiliate link, you get a 14-day free trial, no cost, um, just to give it a try and see if it's a community you'd like to be a part of. I'm a part of it. You'll see me in there. I am currently, right now, currently, we're about mid-April right now. I'm actually looking for new people to interview. So if you have an entrepreneur adventure that's less than a year, contact me on any of my platforms, whether it be Twitter, whether it be uh, Instagram, any of my social medias, or email me at uepodcast2021 at gmail.com. We'll get together and see if we can get you on my program. Make sure it's less than a year in your entrepreneur adventure. If it's more than a year, we can still talk and maybe have a place for you. Don't worry. I don't want to leave anybody out. So what I'd like to know is, at this particular point, what are your needs as my school believers? Because I'm here to help you. My job here is to help you reach your goals and achieve things you didn't think you could do before. What can I do to help you reach those goals? Once again, contact me at any of my social medias. You can contact me on my aforementioned uh, website or even on my email that I mentioned a little bit earlier too. And speaking of websites, I'm also trying a new thing too. Uh, I've been trying to get somebody to do it. Nobody's done it yet, but I'm going to keep trying anyway. Uh, Leave me a voicemail asking me a question about their entrepreneur adventure on my website. There's actually a place there on the right-hand side. It's a little black tab there. It says voicemail. Leave me a voicemail, and I will feature that voice on my podcast answering that question. Right now, everything is going really good in my coaching. Uh, Things have been going really good. I'm reaching out to a lot of new people, helping people think a little bit differently about the situations they're in, helping people with their entrepreneur adventure. Oh, I'm just so excited to be able to help anybody. And also, just so you know, I do have a YouTube channel, unless you're watching me right now on YouTube. That's a possibility too. But if you're listening to me right now, go to my YouTube, Undiscovered Entrepreneur, and see uh, the videos of what we're actually trying to accomplish here. So yeah, please, by all means, do that. All right, so if you want a really super easy way to get a hold of me, I do have a link tree now. So please go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K, tr dot e e backslash dj scoop so that's link dot e <laughs> i guess that's how you want to say it at dj scoop that has all my social medias my youtube channel it's all right there one button access to get to anything and everything that i'm showing up for and once again my website uepodcast.net and i'm going to be trying something a little bit new uh a few episodes back i talked to johnny from braid it and i'm going to start if it's okay with my uh my guests as I bring them in, I want to try an interview after an interview on the Braid It app. Now the Braid It app, you can actually download that. And my handle there is at DJ Scoob. So you can look me up, follow me there on the Braid It app, and uh look for the interviews after the interview. And uh you could definitely comment on those. You could ask questions of the guests right there on the app. So please help me out with that. Thank you so much for a follow-up episode, a Where the Heck Are They Now episode, and I will see you on the next episode where I will be doing another coaching. Don't miss it. Subscribe today. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Goodbye. (laughs) Hello there. DJ Scoob here, and I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today.
As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.